Hey, everybody. Thanks for listening to the Big Time Talker podcast on the Blog Talk Radio Network, brought to you in part by our friends at Speaker Match, speakermatch.com, the United States' largest online virtual speakers bureau. If you're a meeting planner or a speaker, visit speakermatch.com. Well, who would have thunk about two months ago that we would all be at home with our families nonstop, 24-7? That's what a pandemic will do for you. And uh, those of us who have not yet strangled our kids may be on our way to doing so. And so we thought we better get some intervention while we could and go straight to the top. Uh, Dr. Andra Brill is joining us today from happymindfulfamilies.com. And Dr. Brill, your whole thing is parenthood. And sometimes parenthood is not what we thought it would be, especially when we're all thrown together. So first of all, welcome to the program. Second of all, have you strangled your kids yet? <laughs> Burke, thanks so much for having me today. So um, I have an 11-year-old daughter, and most of the time we can talk things through and get, get through things, but it's been really interesting over the last few weeks to watch how she responds to quarantine and stay-at-home orders. And um, not about two weeks ago, we hit sort of this pinnacle where she was like, she was mad at everything. Everything was no. She was just oppositional. And it was so weird because not really the normal behavior that, we, that we've come to expect from her. And so I really started to think about, like, what is actually going on here? I mean, when when your kid sort of like stops talking to you and behaves as though the world, like their world is coming to an end because you ate the last cracker in the box, something which normally is not that big a deal. So something else is going on. And when I stopped to think about it, what I realized was that really she's like, she's frustrated and she's sad and grieving all the normal things in her life. And, um, and, and the lack of control. So even like for me, what I noticed was that my, my way of responding to staying in was to try to clean the house and have everything super picked up. And so I started to nag her about everything and her way of dealing with it was just to say no to everything. And so luckily I would say that having a mindfulness practice allowed me to take a little bit of a step back so that instead of getting into this pattern where like she's just oppositional and I feel like I just want to scream all the time, something different could happen. So yeah, told, not an easy thing, even for those of us who sort of study it all the time and try to figure it out on a regular basis. Yeah. You have that DR before your name, so you're supposed to have all the answers. That's why you're here. <laughs> Andra Brill is joining us today from happymindfulfamilies.com. And uh, we're talking about the kids being at home with mom and dad, uh, during yeah. coronavirus and the pandemic. And uh, I know that, that you have a background in elementary education before you went back and, and, and got that DR. And so you've been around kids a lot, not only your, your own, but, but many others. And this is what you do. You help make happy, mindful families. Did you ever think, you know, three months ago that we would all be dealing with this and suddenly your life's work is something that the whole world is trying to figure out, uh, you know, a whole new paradigm on? Did I ever think? No, not in a million years. Um, so it's just, I mean, it's been really interesting. So I do this work as a, as a parenting coach, and then I also work in the public schools. And my sense is that the way that we think about um, social-emotional well-being for kids 
is going to get a lot of attention in the next few months. As we think about like, what does it mean for kids to be doing work online? And what does it mean for all the activities they normally do to, to not really be available? You know, I have friends calling who are, who want to know, um, you know, are you sending your kids to summer camp? I, I don't, I don't know about other places in the country, but I don't think there's much summer camp happening where I am. So yeah, it's really, it's, it's a huge challenge. And I think it's compounded and parenting in particular is compounded by social media. So there's all this pressure on social media to make sure you have a schedule for your kid and, you know, make sure you're baking enough sourdough bread and, and um, cinnamon rolls. And it can, it can get really confusing. And so I think that mindfulness for me, at least has been a way to, first of all, just slow down. And even though it feels like everything has sort of slowed down to this crawl, there's a way to appreciate the slowness rather than kind of checking back in with our speedy nervous systems that make us want to fill up all our time and space. So I think, you know, first and foremost, when I think about self-care right now, I just, I think it's about one, slowing down and two, really being gentle with yourself. Like, you don't have to learn a new language right now. You don't have to make sure your kids have, you know, stimulating scavenger hunts across the house for the next, you know, three months. Like, you don't have to do anything in this time. So I guess the, the, that's sort of my big message to parents right now is, like, it's whatever you're doing right now, it's okay. And if it's hard, then we can talk about ways to, to make it easier and get everybody on the same page. By the way, if you want to visit Dr. Andra Brill online, the website happymindfulfamilies.com has a free newsletter that you can pick up with lots of great parenting resources. Let's talk about some specific challenges that, that parents everywhere are facing now with all the kids at home. Uh, online school and trying to get kids engaged in that kind of learning. You know, how, how much should you put your boot on their neck to, to get them to pay attention to something that is completely different than before? And, and how much do you kind of give them a break on that? That's such a great question. That's really a great question, Bork. So my sense is, number one, of course, it's going to depend on who your kid is and what they normally do. But I also think that, you know, this is not the times we're living in are not normal. Right. Like, so let's just say, like, this is not normal. What is happening now is not an indication of what's going to happen to your kid in the next five years. Like this is really, we're living through really unusual times. And right. so when it comes to online schooling, you know, again, depending how old your kid is, but I think ultimately and always the idea of sitting down with your children and talking about like, what about this is working for you? And what about this isn't working for you? And what makes sense and what doesn't make sense? So, I mean, my, you know, in, in our home right now, my daughter's online as we speak, you know, meeting with her class and doing her coursework. She probably spends an hour and a half to two hours every day doing classwork. And, um, and I think for elementary school kids, that's plenty. And I know that there are parents who are um, trying to work from home and it's like two hours of school does not feel like enough time. In which case, what else is, you know, how else are we going to engage kids and what else needs to happen? But that question about how seriously to take school right now, it's it's actually not worth um, it's not worth getting aggravated over. It really isn't like it's a few more weeks for for most of us around the country of schoolwork. And then schools are going to need to figure out what what school will look like next next fall. And it'll look different all over the place. But right now it's. I would argue that social emotional 
social and emotional well-being, but in this sense, in this specific instance, connecting with your kids and staying connected with them is way more important than whether or not they've read for 20 minutes today. Parenting expert Dr. Andra Brill joins us from Colorado today on the Big Time Talker podcast powered by Speaker Match. All right, what about routine for kids? Um, You know, in in Uh. normal circumstances, kids have bedtimes, kids, you know, make up their beds, kids, uh, you know, brush their teeth and do their chores and on and on and on. Well, as, as we've talked about, these aren't normal circumstances. So do you give them a pass here? Do you work out some flexibility or is that structure just as important as it was before? The answer is yes. Like it's a both and, right? So routines at the beginning, when we first had stay-at-home orders, there was plenty of stuff going around um, on social media about schedules and um, and plans and sort of, and you know, from nine to 10, we're going to do this. And then from noon to one, we're going to have lunch. And I was like, I was, I was on board. I was totally on board with the routine. I'm a woman who likes a routine, but my daughter is not. And so, so we really had to sort of figure it out. And it's okay to say, we're going to try this routine and see how it goes and check in in two or three days to see what really needs to happen. So, you know, do we have a strict routine in our house? No, but there are certain things that need to happen in the morning when you get up. There are chores that need to be done and you need to take care of yourself and have something to eat. And then there's some schoolwork time. And then in our house, we're trying to get together at noon so that we can all have lunch together and take a little walk. And then the afternoon up until about four is sort of independent project and reading time. You can kind of do whatever you want. There's some exercise that happens at four and then you know, there's a little more reading while dinner gets made. And, and then, you know, we sort of have do some family activity in the evening. So that's, what's working for us in our house. Different things are going to work for different people. So, and different things are going to work for different people. And this, I think this huge piece is around control. And so if your kids are acting up and acting out and you find yourself being more and more frustrated my one of the first things I would ask you about is where do they get to make decisions about what's happening in their day? Because we're all stuck in the house and because there's so many, there's so many things that we want to do that we can't. Sometimes the way that kids act out around it is by really getting oppositional or by sometimes they just get really quiet and withdrawn. So there are lots of different ways that kids are reacting. But if you're noticing behavior that is frustrating for you, I would sit down when everyone's calm and check in with your kids to try to try to come up with a joint um, solution to it. Dr. Andra Brill is our guest. She's a parenting expert. She's based in Colorado, and she is, as is the rest of the world, online. And you can visit her <laughs> online at happymindfulfamilies.com. Hey, have you been able to shift the work that you do with, with parents to an online model? Because I would imagine this is, uh, you know, the stuff you do with parents and kids generally is face-to-face, Oops. you know, knee-to-knee. Are you, are you doing the whole Zoom thing, and how's that working out for you? So Zoom is working out great. Um, I, so there's a weekly... Um, there's a weekly coffee talk on Tuesdays at two. If anyone's interested, you can contact me through the website and, um, and join us for a little bit of meditation and conversation about parenting. But really I've done So because parents have so little time, I've really been an advocate for doing face to um, 
doing coaching, actually, not face-to-face, but coaching via Zoom for a long time and have clients across the country and across the globe. Um, And it's just easier to do it online anyway, because then you don't need to get a babysitter and you don't, you know, you can just be in your home and get a little bit of support for whatever it is that's going on right now that's making life more challenging than than what you have resources for. And I'm all about, um, I'm really all about quick solutions, quick solutions that make sense, right? So in the moment when you're parenting and you lose it, that's, that's the, that's actually like the hardest time. And then everybody sort of calms down again. It's in those moments when you're calm that you can really make changes and, and think about what, what you want to do as a parent. Hey, Dr. Brill, how much of the news do you think you should share with your kids? And I'm sure that there's a sliding scale mm. based on their age, but I mean, it's stressful for the best of us. And I wonder if, if you, you try to yeah. shield your kids from all this or do you let them know some or do you play all your cards and put them on the table? What, what does the doctor say to that? Um, another question that really, like a lot of it depends on kids on their, on their age and um, just how mature they are and what they really can handle. But my, my gut has always been less. So we don't, I mean, I just think less news. And that's not to say that I don't think my daughter has access, you know, she's online. She has access to whatever she wants to find online. Um, And so, okay, like, you know, sometimes it's checking in and at the beginning, sort of what are the questions you have about coronavirus and keep asking questions and let's talk about what you're worried about. Um, One way to do that so there are lots of different ways to do that too. So we have a little journal that we write in back and forth. And so if she doesn't want to sort of have the conversation face to face, you can just write me a little note and just, so here's what I'm thinking about today, or here's what I'm worried about. I'm also hearing a lot from clients I work with that a little check-in at the end of the day, either at dinner or before bed, um, as simple as, you know, a, um, a high and a low, what was a one high thing, good thing that happened today and what was one thing that wasn't so great or people call them a rose and a thorn or talk about three good things that happened during the day. So I think a little, I think sometimes just something as simple as a little check-in with kids can help you gauge how, how they're doing, like how anxious are they? What are they wondering about? Um, and I think it's important for kids to know what's going on. But I don't think they need all, you know, I've, I've kind of, I don't think they need all the information. And personally, I've been careful about how much conversation we have about one, about the death rate from coronavirus. But also I realized I started throwing out um, comments about how, you know, school next year is going to look really different. And I noticed it made my daughter really anxious. So some of it is about gauging who your kid is and where they are and what they're ready to talk about. But um, the news is always a tricky subject. Yeah. Our guest is the uh, head of happymindfulfamilies.com, Dr. Andra Brill. She's a parenting expert based in uh, Colorado, but she does work with parents all over the country. And you can visit her and sign up for a free newsletter at uh, happymindfulfamilies.com. This is tough. If you are a uh, parent and you struggle with alcohol or substance abuse, and now your normal ability to to go to your meeting is no longer there. Your normal 
routines that you have in place are no longer there and, and you're at home with the kids. Uh, is there a tip or two that that you can pass along to those folks so that they can keep their own personal struggles separated from the kids when you're all sort of suddenly in this home melting pot? Wow, that's, um, yeah. So that's a situation if you find yourself sort of with your own struggles and, and we all, even I, like we all have our own struggles right now. This is not easy and it's not normal. And it's okay to, to say that this is really hard. Really the best advice I can, I could give is to re- reach out, right? So find your, find where, you know, if you need an online meeting, I know there are tons of online meetings happening right now. Um, if you're not sure you can reach out to, you can reach out to your pediatrician and they can help with resources. You can reach out to, to your own medical practitioner. Um, if there's a faith-based organization that you're connected to, if it's just friends and family. But I think one of the one of the things that I've been most curious about over the past few weeks is just lo- is th- really thinking about loneliness and how it manifests. And so many of the things that we, so many of the things that have been issues in that for our country. So things like um, addiction and violence and, um, and even like the opioid um, issue. All, I, I would say that all those things stem from loneliness. And so as, as hard as it is, as, um, and as speaking as an introvert, as hard as it is to reach out and, and get some help, I would really, really offer that, that you reach out. And you, you're welcome to reach out to me if reaching out to someone who, who isn't close to you is easier, like that's fine too, but um, definitely reach out and connect with someone and ask for the help that you need. Cause this is just, it's, we are in unusual times and we all, we're all trying to like hold each other up and help each other get through it. Our guest is Dr. Andra Brill. She's a parenting coach and, uh, and I love the secondary title of family fairy Good, uh, godmother. I like that. Yeah. Fairy godmother. <laughs> Everyone needs one of those. Um, right. <laughs> tips on, and, and this I'm sure will vary somewhat based on, on the parent, but, but creating some calmness amidst all of the nuttiness that's happening, you know, toning down a bit of the yelling and having just a little more serenity with the kids at home while you're trying to get stuff done. Yeah. So, Again, it depends on where you are and what your situation is. I'm a big fan of getting out and going for a walk. Like I think, I think staying in the house and feeling sort of claustrophobic and stuck doesn't do anybody any good. So the more that you can get out, even if it's you know one time a day and you just walk ten minutes in one direction and turn around and walk back for ten minutes, um, my, my sense is that getting out of the house is really important or even having a place in the house. And again, having a conversation with everyone in the house to say, you know, everyone's entitled to have their own alone time and, and we can communicate it and we can say, you know, I need this much space or this much time. I think where it becomes way more challenging is with younger kids, right? So, once kids are sort of school-aged or more independent, it's easier to have these conversations. When kids are small, it's really a conversation with whatever other adults are present. And then it's really giving yourself permission if there aren't another other adults pre- present 
it's giving yourself permission to put your kid in front of the TV or figure out how to, you know, figure out the times and spaces for yourself to do what you need to, to connect. And I would, I would caution against too much scrolling online. I just think that, um, that it's, it's really a way for us to fill our minds up when we are anxious and, and there's too much going on and not that it's bad. I mean, I'm just as addicted to social media as anybody else, but just notice if your alone time or your downtime is constantly in front of a screen and think about some other options to give yourself something else to do. Hey, Dr. Brill, as you talk to parents around the country during the, the pandemic and, and folks staying at home, and of course now as we record this podcast, gradually we're being sort of let out of our cocoons and, and heading out there. Are there common parenting mistakes that you're hearing about? Is there sort of a common thread that kind of everybody is screwing up and could use a little help with? And if so, I'd love to know what those common things are that we're all kind of going through. You know, I think what I hear over and over again is just um, is the frustration, right? Is the frustration of trying to work and take care of my kid and try to, ha- you know, stay a little bit sane. And the fact is there, there really aren't enough hours in the day. And, um, and again, I think we tend to beat ourselves up, right? We're not, we're not working well enough. We're not parenting well enough. We're, our kids are in front of their screens too much or, um, you know, just, just managing time when, when there are so few limits on time, right? Like we're just, we wake up in the morning and we have the whole day to do all the things. And so I think really the the big message is to be gentle with yourself, going back to that and slowing down. I would also say, um, it's a good time to practice letting go. And by letting go, I mean, letting go of, you know, first of all, letting go of your anxiety that like the fact that your kid is acting out now means that five years from now, they're still going to be this angry mess or there's like there's, things are going to, it's just going to stay like this forever. So no, number one, know that that's not true, but also letting go of, you know, the, the, just the sadness of there, there are no continuation ceremonies happening, right? Like the way that we normally see them at the end of the school year. And and there's grief around that and letting go. And so, and summer, right? Like I think summer is going to look really different for, for kids and families. And so letting go of your expectations around how things should be and being gentle with yourself. And um, finally, I would offer really the message is just be kind to the people around you. So when you notice that it's getting rough, just figuring out how to take a step back and slow down and um, offer kindness to each other and think about like, you know, you can ask each other, what do you need? Which is such a uh, generous question to ask people. So, you know, we always have this thing like, I'm sorry, which is, you know, when things are bad and you're like, okay, so apologize. But really, I think a better question is, what do you need right now? Like, I'm sorry that happened. And what do you need? How do we make it better? And not even how do I make it better, but how do we make it better? So Long answer to, I think really my message to parents is, even though it seems slow, continue to slow things down, continue to be gentle with yourself and the people around you, let go of your expectations of how you thought, you know, raising your kid was going to be in this moment, you know, letting go of expectations around birthdays and celebrations and allowing space for grief, and then really 
just being kind with each other. So important. Andre, you have great information. I love your positive attitude. And I have to tell you, I've, I've, I've sounded a little curmudgeon-y, but I, I have a 15-year-old son who has been phenomenally great through this entire thing. He's been, Aww. you know, terrific. And uh, even in tight quarters, you know, there's, there's no temperament and there's no uh, no tantrums. And uh, he's been a good kid. So I think uh, I'm blessed with a good one. And and uh, at the end of the day, his parents were all blessed to have him. I, I love the positive message. I want a family fairy godmother. And now I think I have one. <laughs> Dr. Andrew Brill is now in my camp. You can visit her online at happymindfulfamilies.com. Happymindfulfamilies.com. Thanks so much for spending a few minutes with us today. Burke, thank you so much. It's been a pleasure. That's Dr. Andrew Brill, everybody. Visit her online. Her website, again, happymindfulfamilies.com. The Big Time Talker Podcast, powered by our friends at speakermatch.com. Wherever you go, whatever you do, stay safe, stay healthy. Bye, everybody.